It's happy hour again from Central City, New Orleans at Casa Borrega. Hi, I'm Grant Morris. Believe me, there's nothing in the next 60 minutes that requires your full attention. So for right now, if you've got a moment before you get to the point of the show where you think, oh, this is a bunch of shit, take a moment and go to Facebook and like Casa Borrega where we're sitting. It's a beautiful club. It's going to be open in about a month. Yep. It's a restaurant. It's a bar. And it's a music venue. And it's awesome. Check it out on Facebook. Casa Borrega is the deal. In the next 60 minutes here on Happy Hour, you're going to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music. Lots of it, actually, today. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together. My fabulous guests sitting around the table here at Casa Borrega. Quite an impressive bunch of talent, actually. Brie Librand has held more consecutive titles in the world of beauty than anyone in the history of Louisiana, including, listen to this, Miss Louisiana, Miss Louisiana Teen. You were Miss Louisiana. Yes. How about that? Miss Louisiana Teen, Miss Metairie. Now, what sort Uh-oh. of competition is there for Miss Metairie? Look there how gorgeous you are. Really? There was a lot you must of be the best looking woman in Metairie by far, aren't <laughs> you? You, you have taken Kenner by storm, too. No, 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 no yeah, why didn't you? That's a good point. Why didn't yeah. you go for Miss Kenner? Right. Yeah, I definitely would have won that one. Miss Westbank. Miss <laughs> Westbank. Did you have oh, to live in Metairie? You could have swept the whole uh, I used to date Miss Algiers, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> what was her, she what was, was all right. What was her, what was her real name, Miss Algiers? I said, listen, what year were you Miss Metairie, by the way? I won two years in a row, which is kind wow. of rare. I think it was '02 and '03. It was a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into that because I haven't even finished. Miss National American. Miss National American Miss. National American Miss. Oh, they changed it around on me. <laughs> National American Miss. What does that mean exactly? It's a really big pageant. Actually, they're doing it again, I think, next week. Really? Yeah. Why is it called National American Miss and not Miss National American, though? I don't know. <laughs> you didn't think to ask anyone that during the... I will make an inquiry During the talent you. section of that, you could have said, could you tell me something? I would. Okay, we can find that out. Maybe someone can Google that for us in the course of the show. What else were you? You were um, Miss Louisiana United States. That's a different one. It is a different one. As there opposed are all to Miss kinds Louisiana. of different pageants. Is there a Miss Louisiana Russia? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. What is Miss Louisiana United States? I'm sorry to go on and on about this. We haven't even started the whole show. It goes to different show. systems. There's one system oh, that goes I see. to it's the a competitive. Trump system. Oh, yeah. Then there's one that goes to Miss World. And what's the Donald Trump one? That's Miss USA. Did you meet Donald Trump? No, I didn't compete Oh, you haven't that done one. that one? Okay. No. I haven't finished reading them yet. And also Miss American Co-Ed. Okay, Brie is a model and actress and a celebrity on YouTube where she is a New Orleans beauty guru. Brie's beauty guru YouTube guy. I can't read this. It's very hard to read. Brie's beauty guru YouTube channel. You try, <laughs> you try saying that. Who wrote Whoa, this? Oh, that was intentional, wasn't it? Here's my sidekick, Andrew Duhon. Andrew, you read this. Oh, man, don't make me do it. Brie's beauty guru YouTube channel. I know, it's very hard to read. It's called My Red Solara, which is a lot easier to read has had nearly two and a half million views and counting. In the latest escapades, Brie has taken her followers to Mardi Gras, shopping in New York, and held fourth on her second annual scathing makeup review, Products I Regret Buying, ha, like which it. I actually watch, which is really funny, actually. <laughs> nice. Brie, welcome to Happy Hour. Hi, That was quite an introduction, wasn't it? <laughs> You're welcome. On my left, Chet Porsche is here as well. Chet is a New Orleans designer and media celebrity, a real celebrity. <laughs> Isn't that, no, should I, should I do that again? 
You should. A real celebrity. <laughs> Chet is WVUE TV's Fox 8's resident designer with two weekly ongoing segments on design and fashion. On the local PBS station, WLAE, Chet is the host of Chet Chat. Well, someone just walked in here right now five seconds ago and said, is this Chet Chat? Yeah, she thought we were taping Chet Chat. Well, do people yeah. follow you around the country? They do, all around. All around New Orleans well, and they, all around the country. How do they know you were going to be here, though? I have no idea. Are you serious? I don't you have know. a stalker. Uh, exactly. Do you have, like, security people? I do. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be scared if people were following me around saying, "Is this chat chat?" No, I'm fine with that. I like. I kind of like it. Chat, okay. <laughs> well, I guess it's there's one thing worse than being talked about. <laughs> That's true. You know, not being talked about. Um, okay, on WLAE, Chet is the host of Chet Chat, where he talks about design and do-it-yourself projects in a non-design-related media foray. Chet is currently a contestant on season four of the Food Network's Worst Cooks in America. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a thing to admit. <laughs> I could have won that hands down if I'd known there was a uh, competition. I don't know. They had some pretty bad cooks there. Really? So, yeah, including myself. How bad <laughs> are you? Um, pretty bad. I mean, I lived off of protein powder and oatmeal, so, you know, that's kind of... Ah, oh, protein yeah. powder and oatmeal. Yeah. Mm. That you should know. You do pageants, you know. <laughs> it's like you doing the same thing. You were living off protein powder because you were trying to preserve I your girlish figure? Bears, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Chet has a design store on Magazine Street. He's been featured in every magazine known to mankind in Louisiana. And he's a past manager of Gucci. Right. That's impressive. And a member of the Select American Society of Interior Designers. Chet, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you. Thanks this for having the, me. You're welcome. This is the best introduction I've ever done. Yeah, so far it's pretty smooth. You usually fuck it up by now. I know. It's great. <laughs> but Jack still Locke one to go. Is here too. Jack Locke, welcome back to Happy Hour. Jack Locke was one of our very, very first guests on Happy Hour when we first started out oh, in nice. 19, 1963. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. This guy is amazing. Jack is one of my favorite guests. He's a singer, a songwriter, an author, a game designer, a screenwriter, and film director. Sweet. And you might think, okay, well, that guy's full of shit. How could you do all of those? <laughs> but he does them all, and they're all great. Jack's current live music acts include the Jack Locke Rock Show, the Nola Treblemakers, the currently nameless trio, Freak Show to Go, and Jack is a four-letter word, which is really funny because Jack is spelled J-A-K. Nice. And Locke, is, Locke has a C in it, but right. Jack doesn't. <laughs> one, one C limit. Jack's latest <laughs> recording projects include Jack Locke Goes Too Far, a collection of songs so offensive they've gotten Jack kicked off stage and out of venues. And listen to this one. He's also put out a three-sided EP. Ooh. Yes. It's funny how in all the years you've seen records, who's ever thought of that? <laughs> Andrew, you've been in the music business. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out physically EP. how to make that happen. <laughs> Is it a triangle? What's going on? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's actually four-sided. It's a cassette release, double cassette sort you of thing. You can't read? Terrible hipster. Chet, it says <laughs> it says three sided here, right? It does. Help me out. Don't finish the introduction. <laughs> side A, side B, side C. I released his three separate EPs uh, online only. Cool. And then I had this idea to put them out on a cassette. So I had an extra side. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just record some more stuff and make side B. So. That's an as like a bonus side, on right? A, on yeah. a cassette, who's still got a cassette player? By the uh, way, probably nobody. I, I, I haven't so. sold any of them yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually hoping you'd say something like, "So I had the side D, so I just recorded fifteen second, fifteen minutes of silence, and then blew a raspberry at the end or something." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was it. Does anybody? Well, okay, it's going to have side E now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's just do a random stop around the table. Who's 
Chat, you got a you got a cassette player? I do not. No, Jack, do you have one yourself? Uh, uh, well, yeah. Well, You've obviously you have one. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Well, uh, Bree, you have a cassette. I player? did until two months ago. Oh, wow. what happened to it? I got a new car. Got it repossessed. <laughs> oh. So my old car, my red Solara, did in fact have a cassette player. So you did actually have it. I actually, did, there is and a I real have one red in it. Solara, but there's a real red Solara with yes. a cassette. Well, how, who got that? Is it on eBay or something? I'm sure it is by now. Really? That I must traded be. it in. What did you get? I got a Mercedes. Oh, wow. Wow. So things are pretty oh, good great. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so now it's my red Mercedes, but I can't change my YouTube name. So You have a red Mercedes? Yes, I do. So we have this shitty little camera up here. Do you think we could? <laughs> I could eventually be driving around in a red Mercedes? If you we could. Just, that's, you can make enough money off YouTube? You can. Wow. Are you? I mean, let's be serious one second. Be serious, Is that can. true? It is true. You're not making money off of many it's other projects It's not just YouTube. Well. I mean, I do movies. I do commercials. No, well, that's different. I do a lot <laughs> of different things. If I was a movie star, then maybe I'd have a red Mercedes. There so are definitely people on YouTube that make enough money. Well, there are. Yeah, but yes. that's only if you have like one of those Korean videos. That no. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Doing beauty if videos, you can make enough yeah, money. You, she's right. She's absolutely right. Could you we? can. Yeah. You can, oh, yeah. Now, have you done this? I well? have not, no. Okay, so anyone looking at this live feed up here, tell your friends, how many people do we need to watch it to be able to get a Mercedes out of it? <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> Damn it, that's the problem. Well, so far, we have two or three But if you diversify it. your portfolio <laughs> and have more than one video... We had two cameras. You mean? Yeah, that you might know? help. Hmm. Feed well, we two. Think of that. Same shit, different feed. Yeah. yeah, good idea. That's not a bad idea. We just put it up like a hundred times. You think that let's, let's like buy a bigger truck or something? Diversify. Yeah, I like that thinking. <laughs> I was going to finish introducing Jack, and uh, Jack is the writer and director of a movie in progress called Targeted, which we uh, have so many things to talk about. We did a whole show on you alone. <laughs> Targeted is inspired by a screenplay Jack wrote at the age of six. And he's the author of a brilliant novel called Frogdale's Junkyard, which, believe it or not, I've actually read this novel. It's, it's awesome. You, can you read, Chet? Barely. Barely. Okay, yeah. well, this would be good for you because yeah. it's in big print. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but maybe you could just read it to me. Are there pictures? <laughs> Come on over. Come on over. I'll read you the first chapter. It's really an exceptionally good book. And, Andrew, how often do I say anything nice about anybody? Not, not too often. You not usually call their bullshit and it yeah, gets real awkward. But this stuff is <laughs> – this book is – it's a, such a great book. And I'm serious. It's probably free on – Kindle or cheap or something, right? Uh, I need to put it on Kindle. It's not even yeah. on Kindle? No, I haven't got it. First of all, you put it. out a fucking record on cassette. Right. And now <laughs> you have a novel, which is seriously awesome. I bet you don't drive a Mercedes. I don't. I drive a Kia Soul. It's the <laughs> ugly thing out there down the street. There you go. So you don't have it together. You need management. <laughs> right. Do you right. have a manager, Jack? I don't. No, I do everything myself. Bree, do you have a manager? Of course I do. Well, see, there you go. Who's there your manager? <laughs> Open range management. Do they take, like, you know, guys like Jack? Maybe. <laughs> what does a guy like me? <laughs> well, I, was, I don't know. <laughs> I love that hesitation. I uh, maybe. That, you know. It depends Handsome on um, if he hires me as an actor or not. Okay. In the next In the film. movie. Yeah. Jack, have you won any pageants? What's <laughs> Do I look like I won any pageants? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You know? Right. Beauty no. is not just what you see on the outside, Jack. Well, that's true, but, but most people have a very short attention span. For they that. do. What Sorry, about, I just forgot what we were what talking about. What about Mr. Louisiana? <laughs> is there a Mr. Louisiana? There is. Wow. Is there? But that's in the bodybuilding. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, not yeah. beauty. Well, it de- like you well, just said, it depends on what you consider beauty. No, well, uh, I guess bodybuilding. Well, women. There's women, women bodybuilding as well. There's a women's bodybuilding, but why would Mr. Louisiana have to be bodybuilding? Mm. I mean, couldn't it just be a swimsuit competition? Well, that would be a figure competition, so there's kind of that as well. There is. Mm-hmm. What's that called? Mr. Physique? 
Really? Uh-huh. Mr. Physique Louisiana. Yep. How do you know this sort of thing, Chip? Because I used to bodybuild. Really? Did you? Yes. You look like in good shape still. You just asked me why do they eat protein powder and oatmeal and that was why. <laughs> ah, okay. So what do you do to, what, how did you quit, I should say? Start at the end. How did I quit? Yeah, why did um, you quit bodybuilding? I needed to find a job that I could really make money at. Not, give not money bodybuilding? Away. No. Right. Oh, you were trying to do that professionally? I was not. I was just doing it locally, statewide. Right. Well, that's interesting yeah it is what did you do what did, i mean how many competitions a week do you have to do or? well it's not a week it's like a cycle whenever they do it it's oh, usually during season? the summer t- yeah during the summertime is when it happens wow what goes on um you have to pray around any little speedos <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd be so embarrassed. are you like an you exhibitionist no actually no actually it's that's kind of funny you asked that because before i did my first show, I actually had to wear my Speedos underneath my clothes so I could feel comfortable with yeah, it before I, I took mm. it off. So. Yeah, that's wow. a strange thing mm-hmm. for a guy to do to get up in front of people in Speedos, yeah. isn't it? Now tell yeah. him about the butt glue. Oh. That kind of holds your... Yeah. You tell him about it. Like, does it hold the two halves of your butt together or does it hold... No, it holds, it your, holds your swimsuit, swimsuit where it's supposed to be. But when yeah. you take the swimsuit off, it takes a whole layer of your butt off as well. So, wow. you li- I mean, literally, like, imagine the worst brush burn you ever had, but on your tuchus. Sounds, <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> but it's worth it, though, because you've won Miss Lu- Metairie. Right. You know, Bree, this, it's funny. This last weekend, I, um, I judged the Miss LSU USA pageant, and I walked backstage, and they were using that butt, butt glue. glue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Where do you buy butt glue? <laughs> At the butt store. <laughs> where you, where, where? <laughs> Chet, come on, tell us. Where would you go to get... I guess I, online. Online, exactly. Yeah, because you, you don't want to be walking into like Gordon's uh, and Metairie and right. saying, <laughs> you Do you guys have glue? butt glue? <laughs> I mean, that's what, what they market it as, butt, butt glue. glue. Yeah. That's exactly what it is Fantastic. for swimsuits. <laughs> Andrew Duhon is here as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's our happy hour troubadour. Who has Good to a see you. New record came out. Just it, well, it's not out yet. It's called The Moorings, and he's going to play something off it in a little while. For who us. said that? I was not. No, I'm I sure he will. Had and a Ponte, idea. our fabulous producer, just you have a different idea. You're not going to mm-hmm. play off anything. Okay, no. I'm not going to say anything more about that. But that's, that, that album is awesome. Andrew wanders around the world, and when he gets back to town, he wanders back in here to the Casa Borrega. They have the table, beer in the buckets. I like. And that. what have you got? Beer? We've got Dixie beer today. We're drinking. Yep. It's nice. So, so butt glue. What does it look like? Is it coming in a tube? It's a spray. It's a spray on. Wow. Oh, nice. Who sprays it on for you? <laughs> you have to have help. Yeah. Who sprayed on your butt? My glue grandmother. Oh no, man. My grandmother. That's a nice family you have there. The library. She's a family. wonderful now, woman. Now, if this is stuff that takes your skin off, why would you want it in a in a spray? Wouldn't you want to be able to apply it in a thin strip so that that's the only piece that gets removed? <laughs> Good question. You have to spray it all on there because, yeah. I mean, girls have badonkadonk. <laughs> so you have to really get it on there to stay. What, what where if you it needs sprayed the suit first? That way it only it got doesn't that. doesn't work. Because you would mess up the suit. I mean, come right. on. Right. 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 It will stay. Do yeah. you have to spray it on your entire butt or can you just put a, like a dot here and a dot? No, here? you have to spray it on your whole butt. God. What it's is awful. It? Can you just tell me the honest truth for a minute? What is the name of the product? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Woodrow's butt paste? Uh, it's just butt paste. That is a different It's totally the opposite, right. but that would be, that yeah. kind of would be a good name for it. Totally. What is Boudreaux's butt paste? That's, that's I think it's like baby, it's uh, baby chafing. Diaper yeah. rash. Yeah. Yeah. For the opposite. Exactly. So exactly. You put it on after you take that off. Exactly. <laughs> if, somebody could, if somebody could come up with a butt glue that didn't take a layer of skin off, you could make some money here, right? It would be fabulous. What about working on that, Chet? In your spare time between I don't have Chet any spare Chet time and, and, and your designs to store. do butt 
glue kind of. What about <laughs> a, we need a we need a butt glue anti venom as well. Tibido's butt paste. What about? What about like stuff that takes off nail polish? You like nail polish from Yeah. What's, what's right. in that? Like uh, some acetate type thing. That uh, might work. I know oh, this acetone, yeah. Acetone? Yeah. You could pour that down your swimsuit or whatever you're oh wearing. What are you wearing? You're wearing your little Speedos. And what are you wearing? Some tight little bikini. Bottom. Swimsuit bikini, yes. Well, I, you know, I'm, someone's going to have to ask this question. What about the front of the suit? Oh, my God. It that, stays. That's <laughs> that stays by itself, it stays. okay. If you don't have How? what it takes, then you put things in no, there. No, I not mean your boobs. I mean the front of your bottom part. <laughs> oh, well, that should... I didn't How does that, that stay? <laughs> I'm serious. That's that's not good people need, I would think it wouldn't be like, you know, it's not like... It's not like your vagina run. eats it. <laughs> but why well, does let's it, hope Why not. doesn't the swimsuit <laughs> stick to you? If it does, you shouldn't be in the competition. <laughs> you should be not in a different competition. Why would it stick to your vagina, the swimsuit, and not to your butt, I wonder? Opposite. Well, I know where it is. Your butt eats it, but your vag doesn't. Eat it? What do you mean by eat it? <laughs> like when you get a wedgie. A wedge. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, that's what you're trying to avoid. Yes, no There's wedges. no vag wedge, just right. a butt oh, wedge. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, didn't, I didn't know. What the, I thought the object was just to make it look tight, but you're trying to stop it riding up right. your butt. Right, exactly. Oh, I see. Okay. Because you're right. marching around and posing and... Right. It's the most unnatural thing in the world. How did you learn to do that, Brie? I've always done modeling and pageants since I was very young. Who was that little kid that got killed? The John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey. Oh, yeah. man, we're going back there. Yeah. You remember that? Wow, yeah, I remember that. I love that because you, I was on the radio in those days, and you got to say six-year-old beauty queen. <laughs> any day, I thought any day Shows you could about say, it these days, any man. Any day you could yeah. say six-year-old beauty queen is a good day. Were you six years old when you were a beauty queen? I don't think I was six. I did modeling and things like that when I was things two like and that. three. I did two things like that. But ah. yeah, I trained um, when you're two weeks. You can start doing pageants. And I trained the hang baby Miss Mettery. Wait, 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 wait. Two weeks. Two weeks. That can't be legal. It's oh. legal. You just have to have a pretty ha- baby and walk it around on stage. What happens? Chet, you'll show, you know all about this. How do you know people know about this stuff? Because it's like, you know, you don't know who Honey Boo Boo is? Yeah, Honey Boo Boo yeah. Child. Well. Okay, that's how, that's how she, <laughs> that's that's how how she, she got a start. Yeah. Right. As a two-week-old model. Right. I think most people would And think you put their baby <laughs> wigs on and <laughs> put their baby fake eyelashes. You don't watch Toddlers and Tierras on, like, TLC? Isn't that show. crazy that I don't watch that? What's it <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's it called? Toddlers? Toddlers and Tiaras? No, I wouldn't. It's Do you watch so it? have a television? I do have a television, but it's I have on never watched. Do you have cable? It's on. Yeah, I could watch oh, okay. it on Netflix. I guess yes. you could. It's amazing. But I like how you're looking at me like I'm some sort of a, a freak because I don't. <laughs> I don't watch a show about children and beauty pageants. He watches uh, it. It's been so much controversy in the news lately. I would what? think everybody would kind of know about that. Right. You would think that. What has the controversy been about exactly? Just how you know, um, it's not. A lot of people don't think it's appropriate to have kids in pageants at such young ages. It could be really bad yeah. for like their self-esteem. Oh, I thought it was just me. Well, it's one of those train wreck reality shows where yeah. people in it think they're being lionized when in fact they're being, being put on at. display yeah. and laughed at. Yeah. Yeah. Don't care and it's kind of sad in a way. Sure. You know, but it, oh, it, I don't it's think so. Sells. You it, don't think it builds so much confidence and it teaches you propriety. No, pageants I do think do definitely. that i'm talking about like to have a show like honey boo boo like oh on, that's definitely like, and i think that's what you're talking about you right? see the sure. bad well, side of it yeah, you don't see yeah. that person that went on to be a success exactly. doing pageants right and it really puts a negative light on what we do and a lot of pageants i mean i could be wrong but i think it helps no with <laughs> i'm always right that i think a lot of pageants also help to pay for a lot of girls college right exactly and that's i mean that's a big thing so does stripping 
That's true. true. Who did we have on the show who told us she put herself through college as a stripper? And I don't remember that. Did we? And then she dropped out. Yeah. Out of stripping? Oh. Out of school? Dropped out of school. And she, paid she didn't drop out of strip. No, no, actually, she dropped out of school and she paid all her loans. Miss Mac, the singer, she paid all her loans back. I don't think I was here. You missed that show? Yeah, I missed it. She paid all her loans back in like 18 months working in the strip club and wow. she wasn't even stripping. Well, how do I, how do I, go? I will she pay my student loans forever. Like, I will be 90 still paying my student loans. Well, you've got that red Mercedes. Why can't you pay? <laughs> don't you have any Ooh. sense of propriety? Wow. No, no, I, I have to have the hot car <laughs> yeah. and pay it off like $2 at a time. <laughs> What, did you, what, what degree did you get? Acting. And a degree, is there such a thing as a degree in acting? <laughs> Tulane, yes. Really? You have Theater. a degree from Tulane in yes. acting? That's I'm, exp- I'm expensive. <laughs> That's an expensive acting degree. It is, yeah. What else do you have? What do they teach you? How to be what? Convincingly fat? You have to do like Shakespeare yes, and stuff? Yes, Shakespeare. Do you still do that? Yes, I do. Are you doing like a real play at the moment or anything? I haven't done any plays. I did a Popeye's commercial a couple months ago. No, that pays. I was the only white girl in the commercial. Oh. They're like, really? yeah, yeah, we need one white woman. You're it. <laughs> the other awesome. white girl. Yeah, so well, I'm the white girl in the Popeyes commercial. They had all black guys in there like me eating Popeyes <laughs> chicken, right? <laughs> what did you have to do? Eat chicken. <laughs> Walk in the door. No, eat, no, you don't eat. They don't have anyone eating on these commercials. Even notice that? You know, that's they right. don't. No, they my God, do. that would put Nobody you off drinks the whole beer thing. either. Yeah, no one drinks. Right? Yeah, they just open it and walk around with it, like <laughs> getting out of the refrigerator. Yeah. But no one actually eats or drinks those things. And you ever see these commercials for hamburgers and stuff where they have these close-ups? Yeah. This makes you feel sick, doesn't it? How fake does that stuff look? I don't think so. It looks don't you so love good. it? Yeah. Really? It looks good. It makes I always you want a hamburger. Make, it does make you supposed that's to make you want a hamburger. Yeah. I don't know. It always makes me feel like that's the last thing I want to eat. That's some sort of that red lobster thing dropping into an ice bucket or whatever the hell that is. It makes <laughs> a, me. A natural sheen. <laughs> it does, doesn't look right somehow. Yeah. What did you have to do in the Popeyes commercial, really? Though? I walked through a door. That was it? That was it. That's all I had to do. How do you get. So you have a casting agent who does all yes. that for you, right? That's pretty good. It was What's fun. their take? Yeah. What's her take? Casting agent. I have no idea. Oh. What's they just the said percentage? walk the door and they no, paid me the well perc- for it. Oh, you don't know what her percentage is. Come on, you have to know that. Oh, That's my agent's percentage? Right? 10 to 15%. It's not bad. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Especially if they're bringing in the biz. Jack, hmm. we haven't hardly said one single word to He's you. just laughing the whole <laughs> time. He's just sitting there. <laughs> He's just so enjoying much to, the conversation. It's fun though, so right? much to catch up on. <laughs> hey, why don't, we, why don't we get you to play something for a start? That would be a good idea. Okay, they'll start off things. And then we'll come back and talk about... Let's, we have to talk about the movie. Let's okay, just, if you like. Let's start off with the movie for one second before making you play something. All right. So the last time if you were here, like. you were going to make this movie called... You were making two movies. One was called Targeted and the other was called... Targeted with three exclamation points. Right. That was okay. the other one. <laughs> there are two movies called Targeted. One had three exclamation points. That was the one you wrote when you were six. When I was six. And yes. then you rewrote that in the sort of a... Yeah, yeah, and sort of like a Tarantino Western kind of thing. This was before I had even heard about Django Unchained. So everybody was like, oh, you're just trying to make that? I'm like, no, I really am not. (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate. Is it similar Uh, to Django Unchained? uh, It it isn't at all. But uh, it's just that whole sort of, you know, Western Tarantino-esque kind of Mm -hmm. Oh well, God! If you it, could so. be uh, halfway as good as Quentin Tarantino, right, yeah. then you'll be doing fine. <laughs> One eighth as good. An eighth yeah. you'd have that. Right That's kind of the whole the whole reason I'm doing the movie thing is to see if I'm any good at it because you know I've always been interested in that long before I was ever involved in music. Really, it was always movies. That's what I wanted to do: was direct and act. And what I really want to like do that. is direct. Right? <laughs> How strange! You actually mean that? Right? Yeah. So uh, this is sort of my way of figuring out if 
I can do anything. Well, how far into it? Well, you've got last time we were just going to start filming you a casting it, I think. Right, yeah. So you're still doing a lot of pre-production and buying stuff. We've shot about half of the movie because nobody's getting paid. It's very, very super underground. Hard to Uh, get actors to show up. Well, I mean, we got some really good dedicated actors and crew, but it's just because it's not paid, we're limited to like Sundays and stuff like that. Right. You know, people like this Sunday I wanted to film, but we obviously can't because it's Easter. You know, was well, it some religious things? <laughs> right, yeah. It's this. Uh, it's this religion. Is it in the Bible? Uh, Who cares? I mean, people are busy. American people are busy going to a crawfish boil or something. Thanks, Brian. Well, no, yeah. People, people have a lot of them have like families and stuff. No, so you cast the wrong people. You got to cast different people. <laughs> what kind of like actor doesn't show up because that you wouldn't worry yeah. about that? Would you? Bree, you show up you. on a Sunday, Easter Sunday for nothing? I for, doubt no. she would. No. <laughs> <I don't> think, <laughs> if you paid, Chet, me would you work for Well, you know, I mean, I. I always, you know, love giving back, but you know, on a holiday, I, mean, that might be kinda, <laughs> I don't even want to do it on a holiday. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. Even the director doesn't want to. So, how much of the movie? How long is the movie? Uh, it's going to be movie. since there's two of them. Uh, I mean, they're going to both be kind of short films. The first one I've sort of timed out to be about 45, 50 minutes. Well, that's not that short. Right. The second one that I wrote when I was six, uh, that's probably going to be closer to about 20 or 30 minutes. You wrote a 20-minute movie when you were six years old? It's so shitty. You really need to read the What the script. hell? Uh, it's, it's still so it's still <laughs> It's still, a, an, a, you know, 40, a, what, did you say 40 minutes? Uh, well, 20, no, 20, no, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 to 30 minutes. That's yeah. a pretty, I mean, when you're that's six a lot, years yeah, old. That's, that's a lot of attention. That's that's I'm pretty yeah. proud of my uh, younger self. So is that? Yeah, that's impressive. That's got character. I don't have that much attention span right now. You're not even paying attention. Exactly, I'm not. Wait, what? So if, if you feel like it's shitty, though, uh, are you making it simply because you wrote it at six? When I, just... Yeah, that, that was the thing. That was kind of the whole impetus for the whole project was I found this script on a disc with a bunch of other stuff that I had done when I was that age. Mm-hmm. It was like a five and a quarter inch floppy disc for an yeah, Atari computer. Nice. Yeah. And so I found this thing um, and I was I was reading it and I was actually on the phone with one of my good friends who I'd known back then. We'd been friends for a very long time. And I told him. You know, you got to hear this. This is incredibly stupid. And I read the whole script to him, and he was like, "Wouldn't it be funny if you filmed that? You know, just get because yeah. I've got a lot of friends who are really good at you know uh, at documentarians mm-hmm. and stuff, so they've got access to really good equipment. And and so the more that I thought about it, the more it was like, yeah, yeah, that would be a that would be a kick to do. Mm-hmm. And I started buying all this stuff like props and costumes and lights and things. And eventually got to the point where I'd put so much money and had so many people involved with it that it was like it would be a real waste of resources and talent to just do this stupid six year old movie. You know, so I wrote a much better story using the same characters and settings, but you know, much Would you want to screen them back to back? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I haven't really gotten to that point. I want to. I want to have them put together, filmed, and edited, sure. and so that I can see them. So that then I can decide mm-hmm. how I want to. Do you act as well? Them. Yes. You have a voice for television and radio. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Don't you think? Yes, you could have a future. These yeah, guys could you hook really you up. do. Oh, thank you very much. Is your film going to be SAG? Uh, Under no. new media? Uh, no, it's not. Um, I, I've already had to turn away a couple of people who were SAG because uh, it, there was just so many uh, requirements mm-hmm. on the part of the production. Yeah. What would that mean? That means if you're in the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So if you're, if you're a SAG member... He's looking for slave labor is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You, so, if you, so, you can't, so you're SAG, right? You can't, right. You can't work so on yeah, she right. it. Right. But if you made it SAG, it's a right-to-work state. You still don't have to pay anyone. And it... <laughs> 
benefits What's the difference? your actors because then mm. they could be SAG. Since mm. I'm not SAG, so I could work on you. You can do it. Shit. <laughs> I can hook you up. Yeah. What's the definition of a SAG movie if it's not um, protected income? I mean, wages. What is it? What do you have to do to be SAG then? I mean, you not you personally. Lines no, but in a what, SAG do, what does film. a SAG? What does a SAG production have to be different from a non-SAG production? It really doesn't have to be. I mean, they just, okay. you have to I just write just down. Nominate, you just nominate that it's SAG, don't you? Have right. To, well, you they have to, to approve it. Insurance. They have to say it's good enough mm. to be SAG. Oh, my God. That's right. it. Some bunch of screen actors have to tell you that your film's good enough to get made. <laughs> right. Ah, oh, screw that. That would be yeah, so. it's simple. It's really simple. Yeah, but who fun. are these people to tell Jack Locke? Yeah. I changed my mind. Go with the slave labor. <laughs> right. Come on. Because I wrote a short film and I made it yeah. SAG. You did. And I made sure that I had people that needed to be SAG in the industry. And that's who I cast. That's awesome. So what's your movie called? It's on called Waiting on Godot. Waiting on Godot, not it's waiting a for Godot. It's off on Waiting mm-hmm. for Godot. You could be sued by Samuel Beckett for that, I assume. Or Maybe. the estate of Samuel Beckett. <laughs> Maybe. Is it, is it a joke? It's making it more literal. Like, it centers in a diner and you're actually <laughs> waiting on people. Okay, that's You're waiting funny. tables. <laughs> so that it takes the whole theme of you wait that's your whole awesome. life and you're really waiting. And it's all actors that are waiting tables trying to make their break. Okay, that's funny. Is it funny, actually? It's funny. It it's very funny, especially if you've ever been in the service industry. <laughs> Were you a waitress as well? Yes, my family owns a restaurant, so... Hey, which I'm one? I'm always Big Easy Diner in Slidell. Come on, really? So I'm, I'm in there at least once a week. I'm like, oh, tip money, that'd be fun. Why fine. are you not Miss Slidell? <laughs> <laughs> a Miss Big Easy Waitress or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you grow up in Slidell as well? No, I grew up here, New Orleans, Metairie. Right. Why'd they, why'd they open a diner in Slidell of all places? We had them all over until Katrina. Oh, really? Where else were they? Um, we had several. We used to own a Britney's Pub and Dining House, if you remember those, and Pit Grill. Pick. Pit Grill. Pit Grill. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was yeah, my yeah. family. And they had Librand's wow. Furniture Store. Right. Um, Baby and Me, Me Too, Pageant Wear. They had. They all got washed away by Katrina. Most the of whole it. thing. So we have one. We have one little diner in Slidell now. That's sweet. Wow. So oh. being in the service industry since I was two, you know, I was taking orders. I was like, okay, let's make this literal. <laughs> that is That's good. But right. it really Wait, helped out all it? of my friends. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube? It is. Waiting on Godot. That Waiting is funny as hell. Very cool. And the more you watch it, the more she'll get paid from YouTube, remember? Well, there you point. go. We can, <laughs> yep. we can fill up the tank. <laughs> the so so watch it. Hey, is the Mercedes out here? <laughs> <laughs> outside, is it seriously? Yes, it's okay. outside. So we can go for a spin? <laughs> sure. After awesome. Okay. Hey, Jack, so where are we with the film? You shot half of it? Yeah, about half of it, I would say. Okay. Uh, we're, we're setting up locations for the rest of the shoots. I've, uh, I've set the, most of the action shoots to be at the end in case right. any of the wardrobe gets ruined. <laughs> so I'm trying <laughs> to, to be uh, practical like that, with it. Yeah. And are you shooting both the, th- the three exclamation points? So you yeah. shoot one scene shitty and then one scene great? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. God, I'd love to see a bit of <laughs> yeah. that. That sounds yeah. really that's cool. Yeah. 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 You have some of that I've got a I've got a trailer from script A, which is what I'm referring to, the uh, one that I wrote most recently. <laughs> uh, um, the uh, one I wrote when I was six is script right. B. But yeah, the trailer I put together for script A actually is part of a package to try and get approval from Washington Parish for using some of their... Uh, Exteriors at Mile Branch Settlement, which is a really neat. Uh, You're trying to convince these thing. guys that the movie's good enough 
Right. It's Why like don't it's you just not take just, a bit it's of not Django Unchained and send it to it. You think they're gonna know anything? <laughs> well, it's mainly I think just so I can prove to them, yeah, it's not just a bunch of guys fucking around. It's you know we're actually trying it's to do something movie. with this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. So back to your um, rock and roll career <laughs> with all these different bands you have going. Then all mm. the Troublemakers is like a fifties band, right? No, the Troublemakers fifties. And what is the uh, currently nameless trio? Is it like a jazz? Yeah, band? that's that's something new. That's uh, we take sort of elements of jug band and vaudeville, and we do mostly songs from like the turn of the century and. Uh, you know, we just, uh, it's me. Which century are we talking about? Uh, 20th century. <laughs> not the 21st century. Right, not the 21st like century. Which would, wham know, or need, something. You know, we'd all have like synths and you know, <laughs> right. computers. Or that would be shit. cool. There's yeah. a market for that. Don't yeah, I would uh, think oh, so. Oh, no, there's a market for I everything. Love wham. Exactly, there's yeah. a market for everything. <laughs> there is now. <laughs> so there, there is so now. what sort of... What sort of stuff is it? Uh, it's like big like, band or something? No, no. It's more like jug band, vaudeville kind of stuff. Uh, it's oh. me on guitar, uh, ukulele, or accordion, depending on which song it is. Oh, you play accordion? Yes. I just picked it up about five months ago and really sort of had, having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that's And a then great there's instrument. a guy on stand-up bass and a banjo player, and all of us sing. And it's, uh, I cool. think it's really cool. So what a is a jug band? A jug band is sort of... Um, you know, I've never really had to define it before, but it's kind of like uh, you're, you're sort of... Andrew can well, tell you. Yeah. No, no, no go ahead. I want to hear, hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like Appalachian hillbilly kind of uh, thing. Okay. Uh, you know, but it comes uh, from, Bill the, Bailey. Guy, it comes from the guy holding the empty jug. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's sort of where it gets its name. You gotcha. know, somebody just blowing on top of a it jug. It sounds sort of like an early tuba <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> 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 What are you yeah, going to play? Kind of one of those songs from, uh, today, sure, from yeah. the Jug Band era? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, wait, you have a jug? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this Must is uh, this is an old Billy Mayhew tune called "It's a Sin to Tell a Lie." Oh yeah, okay. Jack Locke, J A K L O C K E, with his ukulele. Be sure it's true when you say I love you. It's a sin to tell a lie Millions of hearts have been broken Just because these words were spoken I love you, yes I do, I love you if you break my heart, I'll die. So be sure that it's true when you say I love you. It's a sin to tell a lie. Be sure it's true. When you say I love you, it's a sin to tell a lie. Millions of hearts have been broken just because these words were spoken. I love you, yes I do, I love you. If you break my heart, I'll die and then I'll kill you. So be sure that it's true when you say I love you. It's a sin to tell a lie. It's a sin to tell a lie. 
It's a sin to tell Just sit there and do that. Wow, Good you have job. mad talent. talent. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm that, not going to say anything the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've always said, don't I, Andrew? You can, you yeah, can yeah. be as wow. funny and as gorgeous as you like, but you can't actually do that. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Awesome. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a lesson you got to learn in college. You know, if you don't pick up a guitar by college, and you know, and drop the panties, <laughs> you got to figure it out. <laughs> the butt, the butt clue. <laughs> and the guitar drops them. The ukulele brings them right mm-hmm. back up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know what? I could tell like you enjoy really doing that. You were like in your element, and you were, oh, like, I love that it. stuff. Yeah, that's sort of my new uh, my new thrill right now. Is How the did you discover stuff. that? Uh, I got involved with uh, with burlesque troops in 2011. Uh, I was part of Razorblade Waltz Review, which is sort of a gorlesque kind of thing, which sort of mixes burlesque with horror, blood kind of. Gore stuff. I, I only person There's I know in the world who would say that <laughs> sentence is you. Razor blade. <laughs> What? Waltz. Razorblade Razor Waltz, Waltz Review. Mm. It's not around would you, anymore. How would but, you uh, find that? Even? So, <laughs> but right. through that, I met um, I met Judith, who runs the uh, the Freak Show to Go, which is a more traditional burlesque uh, mm. car- cabaret carnival circus. Well, I bet they kinda. use butt glue. I'm almost sure. That seems to be the topic of this show. They right? <laughs> need to hold the pasties on their, on their nipples, right? Right. Oh, we, yeah, because we had that whole conversation with one of those burlesque. Cherry Brown, who was on the show, she told us that what mm. they use is some sort of spirit gun. Mm-hmm. I don't think she rips off a whole layer of her skin when she pulls it off. She oh, didn't, yeah. she didn't <laughs> mention that. No, those things those things will fall off in like the July or August shows when it's really hot and steamy. Yeah, those sometimes. July or August, have, uh, you say. You got it, yeah. Always lounge, yeah. <laughs> Check it out. I we do question. it monthly. <laughs> so you say you're just into this style. Uh, do you feel like you sing with that same kind of creepy, beautiful vibrato thing with the other styles, or is that just kind of what you're uh, The adding? vibrato, yeah, it just kind of comes out yeah. in almost so everything it, I do. I, I try to do different voices to sort of fit the style, like the 50s band when I'm doing that. We're doing songs from, like, Fats Domino and Roy Orbison and Elvis, so there's all these sorts of things. So yeah. it's it's less of me singing and more of me doing vocal impressions for that show. Cool. And when uh, did you realize you could sing like that? Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Were you just at home one day, six right in your no, script? No, I started off singing? I started off... I've, I've, I've been into music for a long time, but, you know, I would sing, but it wouldn't sound very good until I decided that... I got to a point where I wanted, I figured out I wanted to do music, but I wanted, if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it well. So I would just record myself constantly playing different things, uh, either my own stuff or other people's. And I would just listen for what I did not like about my voice and then figure out how do I change that, whether it's like raising the vowel here Mm -hmm. or dropping it, opening the throat more for this vowel you know, sibilance and consonants and stuff wow. like that. You know, getting very detailed with it, but, you know, it's... Um, How did you know what to do? I mean, that's why people go to a vocal coach. I right. didn't. I just knew what I liked in other vocalists, yeah. and so I kind of, you know, picked some of my favorite vocalists and just Tiny kinda, Tim? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, I was thinking of Tiny Tim when you were singing that. <laughs> At the end, huh? Yeah. He's great, though. It's the uke. That's what, uh, that's what does it? That's what draws who the you, Who were you listening to in those days when you were? Um, How old were you at this point? Uh, I was about, I guess, 17, 18, 19. Oh, okay. I was listening to 
really a wide variety of different vocal styles like uh, Beck and Bob Dylan and Green Day and stuff like that. Do you have a very uh, deep like speaking old, voice? Yeah. That, right. Chet was saying you have a good voice for radio and yeah. television. Do you sing in that voice ever, this deep voice? Uh, I, not usually, no. I, I tend actually more toward the like you know higher stuff and you know falsetto leaps and stuff like that because that's more fun for me. <laughs> I would imagine it is. Bree, do you sing as well? Is I that? do sing. What do you sing? What sort of stuff? Broadway. Wow. Really? Fantastic. I'm a Broadway girl. What do you know, Jack? Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Are you and I the only two non-singers at this table? Yeah, I don't sing anything. I, I don't so sing anything. Musical, I can't sing at all. Either. But maybe if like, we could teach ourselves, we'd get a cassette player, right. and we sit in our room <laughs> and model ourselves. Who would you like to sing, sing like, though? Who is your chat? If you could sing like somebody, who would it be? Well, that's a good question. I don't know. I consider myself a very bad singer kind of like a bad cook so I don't I don't I don't really know maybe you could go into the world's country's worst singer <laughs> <laughs> that's a new you show you and I right? could both do that exactly. how, how did you get into the world's what's it called America's worst cooks yeah worst cooks in America how did you get worst cooks in America how did you get into that how did you find out about it and um, do you have to audition uh, you do actually one of my um, very dear friends um, Alana said to me one time we were like having a party at her house and she goes what are you going to bring and I'm like I'm going to bring the wine and she goes, why? I said, because I'm an awful cook. And then <laughs> she said, well, okay, I think there's this show that's called Worst Cooks in America. And so um, talked to my agent. Um, and Who's your agent? Somebody out of California, okay. Cynthia Magnum. Like a real agent of a real agent. Yeah, like Brie. I mean, you know. Right. And your <laughs> real act, this is a performance agent, like an acting agent? Mm -hmm. or a, Okay. So you're yeah. an actor as well? Um, somewhat. Right. Um, and so I, we sent an audition tape where I almost burned my okay, kitchen so on hang fire. On, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Okay. So your actual agent who lives in L.A. in California mm -hmm. and has an agency and has to make a certain amount of money on her clients, mm -hmm. assumedly, says to you, yes, this is a great idea. Right. I want you to go on mm -hmm. The Worst Cook in America. How, how do you well, make, how does she make him? Well, it's not that easy. No, but how, why would she even think that's a good idea? Um, well, I guess it's kind of like would be a stepping stone to like the next level in you know in a career so just as publicity yes just so you can say he's this really handsome guy who was on the worst cooks well, in thank America. you yeah absolutely right i guess that's well he was saying well, yeah, hypothetically he really <laughs> 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 i'm just saying that's the sort of stupid thing an agent would say right right but he's good looking right Bree is a professional oh, yes. beauty expert he's a good looking guy right he's, he's beautiful thank beautiful you. okay Thanks. when's the last time someone told you beautiful probably just yesterday yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so how did you? So she said, "Okay, let's do it." So you make an audition tape where mm -hmm. you burn down the kitchen, right? Well, right. that was like what you put a chicken in the oven and bring it out on fire. It was well, fake, right? I no, see. it really wasn't. You know, the the really you know ironic part of this is I grew up in Southwest Louisiana, and um, my grandmother actually grew up on a plantation, a place called Patuville, where it's a sugarcane plantation, where she was actually the house lady for the people that own the plantation she was the cook you know she cleaned she raised the children when are we talking about here? um what era i guess 1930s 40s 30s, okay mm -hmm. yeah and so um um before she died she um got a little cookbook so she actually had some cooking recipes that she was you know really great at and so i cooked one of the recipes out of her cookbook which I didn't do it justice, of course, because, you know, I made tomato casserole, which I almost, you know, burned down my kitchen. So we tomato sent that. Tomato casserole. That doesn't sound even that difficult, does it? Mm, no. What goes into tomato casserole from grandma's cookbook? Um, it's like tomato, ground beef, um, just, I don't know, other things. I don't, okay. I don't remember. Of course, I don't Onions, remember. Onions. Onions, yeah. Yes. And of course, I didn't cut any of that up. I bought the stuff I already pre-cut. Okay. I did the same thing. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah. And so I made it and, you know, got the um, all in the pan too hot and kind of, you know, caught it on fire. So On purpose or you just no, really, really a class? No, really. I, 
I just, you know, I don't feel comfortable in the kitchen and I don't like really getting right. into things that I don't feel comfortable with. So Speedo. I'm the same <laughs> So, you know, same. my Wait, You don't like to cook, Brie? Oh, either? no. I'm trying. I can make cupcakes. That's, that's, hey, bacon's the hardest thing. No, cupcakes are simple. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that is my one thing I can make. Because that's fake and bake. You know, she don't really, you oh, don't yeah. do it from scratch, right? You just, I did. The first oh, wow. time I ever really attempted, I did it from scratch. I was like, I went to Magnolia Bakery when I was in New York, mm-hmm. and I was like, the best I can cupcakes. do that. Yeah. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. What's in a cupcake? Flour, butter, and... And an orgasm. <laughs> it's really That's that the good. That's best. Slogan. <laughs> that really is. No, seriously, they're that good. So I came home, and I was like, I can do that. So I found a recipe that said it was those exact cupcakes, and I did it. And I think I did it pretty much... Almost like they did. That's awesome. And that is what I can cook. So we're going to live off cupcakes. That's not not a bad thing to be able to make. So you sent in the audition tape and they said, okay, this guy really can't cook for real. Right. And And you're trying to be serious about it. Oh, very serious. Right, right. And so they um, sent in the audition tape. They called me on Saturday afternoon and they said, you know, this is the casting agent from Worst Cooks in America. You have been casting on the show. We have a plane ticket waiting for you on Monday. Like, like you have no life exactly <laughs> that's, that's how it works that's how it works really yeah. always and if you want to be a star you have to just screw everybody you have out. to have right. no life and I said well I have, I have a business here I do other stuff they're like well you know the ticket's going to be ready I said can we push it off till Tuesday just so I can get stuff ready and so I flew out Tuesday morning and I lived in New York for about two months without <laughs> any contact with anybody I can only talk to um one person for a week at a time for 15 minutes, and that was it. It's so like being in jury duty, a sequestered in a <laughs> yeah. military trial. Like in the totally. military. So. What's that all about? So that you couldn't tell anyone whether you'd been on to the next round or yeah. you'd been kicked out? Yeah. If you get kicked out of these things early mm-hmm. on, like, you have to stay there anyway. So nobody. No, they, certain, some shows they do send you home. I mean, they keep you there, but this show they keep you for a day, do your interviews, and then they send you home. So, so you must have stuck it out a long way. I did. You get all the way. To, is it? I don't know. It's any, still going on, so I can't really talk about it unless you have seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to give me to, you know, breach yeah. my. If I had seven hundred fifty thousand, you wouldn't be sitting here, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have bought the red Mercedes <laughs> sitting outside. <laughs> so you can't say anything about I, whether I you can't. got kicked out or whether you won or anything. No, I can't. Well, he obviously didn't win because he just said it's still going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm still. It was pre-recorded, so it's. Oh, it's still going. Oh, on right, TV. the show. I, Understood. Same I page see. now. That's so okay. cool. Yeah. But you can't say whether you're the worst cook in America or not. Well, no, that would I think be a being great on, title. I know. I think being on the show for a while, I don't consider myself the worst cook anymore. I mean, Bobby Flay was my teacher, so <gasps> instructor, so it was it was kinda cool, you know. I don't think he you know do you, he taught me some good techniques actually. Do you have his phone number? <laughs> I do. Why do you want to talk to him? Well, it'd be cool to call him up. <laughs> Wouldn't it? He's that guy that does that what's that called that show he does? Showdown. Showdown, yeah. Showdown. Throwdown. Throwdown. Yeah. That's great. Now, that's a good show. I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah. So, what show? What station is this thing on? It's on the, the Food channel? Network. And, um, so it's, it's pretty big, I would mm-hmm. imagine, then. It is. It's, so, it's, okay. So, let's see how good your agent really is, then. What happened? Um, Have you got any work out of this? Are people calling up saying, who's that handsome guy? Well, it's funny. I'm interviewing next week for to host a show on HDTV. That's yes. awesome. Yep. So, I did. I Some that's good stuff has sure come out of it. But, has. you know... You know, the thing that I really have gotten out of this is the overwhelming love and support that the people in New Orleans and around the country have given me. And it's been a lot of kids that has been like, you know, been real supportive, like um, my friend um, Dino that used to live here and moved away. 
said that his daughter absolutely loves watching me on the show. So I don't know if it's because I'm animated or kids think it's like a kid's show or something. But it's been really it's been really interesting this, just to see the love and support from yeah. all the people, especially in New Orleans, because everything I did and every dish I made, I made sure that I gave it a part of Louisiana, a part of New Orleans. You know, I called my hamburger the Who That Burger or everything was always has to do with something about being from New Orleans because I love this place so I wanted to be sure that people knew that I was representative to the best of my ability wow how cool mm-hmm. and so if you get the show on HGTV on um, House and Garden is it HG uh, HGTV HGTV mm-hmm. what sort of show would that be okay well they say anything no well HGTV is looking for there's looking for fo- four hosts for two four different shows and I can't really say you know what they well, are well just tell us this much could <laughs> we could we be guests on it All do you have us? a house that needs renovating <laughs> Yes. Don't we, don't <laughs> so we is everybody, yeah, right? <laughs> I would love you to come. Is that, so that's what it's about. It's about renovation. Shows. It's about, yeah, it's four different concept shows about right. different renovation process, you know, how, how it works. I think one's like, you know, seniors and man thrown. So it's, you know, those kind of things. So okay. they test you to see which one you would be the perfect host. Oh, for. how great if you get that. How, well, yeah. let's, we'll keep an eye on that. Boy, can, Andrew, can you believe these guys have come on the show? We're like, <laughs> you know, this, we're like slumming. They're slumming it here with us. Yeah. It's crazy. No, I'm thrilled to be here. This it's great. Fun. Yeah, I love I'm it. I'm a little you know? intimidated now. I know How much more time do they have? I know. <laughs> I'm scared. Hey, you want to play a song? Andy? Sure, I'll play a tune. Okay. And then we'll make Jack play that's, something that's else. That's tough to follow. You better bring your A-game. I got to follow you. I don't have no, to follow Jack. him. You were just talking. <laughs> you got to follow Jack. Really. You got uh, your ukulele? You uh, I didn't bring my guitar. I brought my harmonica and play a simple tune. Okay. The song's called Old Woman. It's a true story. Okay. It goes like this. Well, I know an old woman who lives on my street they call her a beggar but she's nice to me yeah she sits neath my window most every morning and she reads my paper for i rise from sleep She sits neath my window and she sings to me A song about her lover in a ship on the sea It's that same sad salty song every morning I don't know the words but it's this melody She's done with my paper She folds it up neat And wanders her way Somewhere down the street When I open my front door There at my feet Spent cigarettes In a 50 cent piece Yeah, I know an old woman Who lives on my street 
They call her a beggar, but she's nice to me. Yeah, I know an old woman who lives on my street. They call her a beggar, but she's nice to me. Thanks, y'all. Well, you know, I was just thinking, um, like when you hear him playing and singing, and when you hear him playing and singing, like in a design world, I'll look at somebody's design and go, oh, yeah, that's great, but I could do better. Do you you have a, do musicians do the same thing? Uh, It depends on the attitude that I pick up from the musician. Usually, like if I'm doing a show with another band or another artist, if they've got this foul attitude or Mm -hmm. something, yeah, I'm more inclined to be judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. In cases like this, it's like, you know, I listen exactly to the it. same. Right. Right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I'll, I'll listen and, you know, I can appreciate it on a number of different levels as a listener, as a fellow musician. Right. I can, you know, maybe pick up, you know, techniques that he's doing that I haven't thought of, you know, These two totally. guys are real art. there's a, uh, yeah, there. Yeah. But, but you, you speak of something very real and, uh, uh that you get on a three-band bill and you show up and there's totally that butt sniffing going on to see who's going to be a prick, you know, yeah. who's cool. And the pricks, you're like, when you get up there, you just got your arms full of like, I hope you suck, I man. Hope I hope you suck. suck. <laughs> I want to see you fall and burn. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally. horrible, but I mean, it's true. Yeah. You know, it's I think it's human nature. Yeah. Right. But when they're degree. cool, you're like, yeah, you want to... Yeah, yeah you want to see them succeed. Sure. Even when they suck, you find something good to say about yeah, there was, them. There was yeah. something cool I heard from a... a Loyola professor uh, who was, you know, teaching me the ropes a little bit about the music biz and something he said about, you know, you're all looking for a piece of the pie, you as in all you kids who are trying to play music. But when somebody else gets a piece of the pie, you shouldn't be jealous. The pie is gigantic, you know, so hope everybody gets a piece because there's plenty. One of the most horrible things that I've ever heard, and I've heard it from so many different people that I've performed with on, you know, on the same bill or something. It's like uh, one uh, I've had a couple of them actually tell me, you know, because I'll tell them good luck, break a leg, that kind of thing. And, you know, I'll either hear through hearsay or some have actually told me to my face, you know, well, you know, we kind of don't want you to do good because you're our competition. You know, and that's a that's a horrible, poisonous sort of mindset to have in any kind of creative uh, but you out, said it. Chet, you said it yourself. You said when Andrew started to play, you better be pretty good because you have to follow. Right. Jack. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. do have to follow each other as musicians, and we do compare. Sure. It's like there is a beauty contest going on. Right. Well, it that, is exactly the way. opposite in the beauty world, though. Everyone really? is so encouraging of wow. one another. And when you see movies <laughs> like Jealous. Miss Congeniality, <laughs> yeah. it's, they don't portray it like that, but everyone's so nice to one another. But don't you walk in, I mean, it's a competition. Don't you walk in and say, oh, thank God all these girls are ugly. <laughs> no, not at all. Because you have to think of it. I mean, usually it's men judging you. And if the man judging wants a tall brunette, he certainly isn't going to want me. Mm. You know, and How if the guy judging, I'm 4'10". 
And if the guy wants a tiny blonde with big hair, hello, yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting there's, analogy. There's nothing I can there. do. I mean, all I can do is be the best me. But granted, right. you know, mm. if you want not me, I'm not going to win. You know, speaking of that, that, you brought up a good point. When I was judging that pageant this weekend, I was really nervous. But I went into it thinking... Okay, I'm gonna look for the girl that is the smartest. I'm not gonna look for the girl that's like the most beautiful one. And I was kind of shocked by some of the answers to some of the questions that I got when I was stupid. No, no, not they were very, very smart young ladies. But you know, um, one of the questions I asked the girl, like, you know, what would be your platform if you would win? What, how would you, you know, represent Miss LSU? And she goes, Well, I never really thought about that. What, you know, what do you mean by a platform? <gasps> you know, oh and my so, gosh. and. But she was beautiful. <laughs> well, it's a beauty contest, right? Right. Why, no, you, but why do you have to be smart? Do you have to be everything? Isn't being beautiful enough? You do. You enough? have to be everything. But why? Isn't when I judge pageants, I always pick the one that That's, pushes the bill. Yep. You know, the one that says something a little off color mm-hmm. that doesn't want to be cookie cutter. I don't right. like cookie cutter beauty queens. So if you're giving someone advice, someone's listening to this and they think, I, I'd like to be a beauty pageant contestant. Both of you be guys. Be different. <laughs> what, what's the advice? What, what I do you think. What yeah. does that mean? Andrew, think, you want to weigh in on Yeah, I think, okay. I think you should either idea, push like the that. envelope, as Bree is saying, or just be smoking hot and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what I would point. go for. <laughs> when I did pageants, they, I mean, of course, they ask you, like, who is your role model? And then they, you have to do a talent. And everybody right. does stupid Yankee Doodle twirling their batons. <laughs> uh, you don't want to see that crap anymore. Right. When I did talent, is I did cell block is that, tango. Is that literal, twirling their batons? No, like that, fire batons to Yankee Doodle. Really? Literally. That's what they do. And what did you do? I did cell block tango from Chicago. Which, if you're familiar with right. Chicago, it's about killing your husbands. And in there, you know, you say, <laughs> screw in the milkman. Oh. And wow. nobody and you get else kicked did. out like Jet Locke does. One pleasure <laughs> I did get kicked out. They asked me not to come back because I was too controversial. Yeah, and then see. other people said, this is so different. This is original. You know, I'm not singing God Bless America. Mm-hmm. I what did something different. What is the definition? Different. I mean, this is a stupid question, I suppose. But what is the definition of a beauty pageant if you have to be smart? I mean, well, beauty is in the high of the beholder. I it's mean, everything. You know, yeah, the beer it's a holder. package deal. You have to be eloquent and confident. But why? Beauty is everything. Why do you? Is it really though? It is. You Couldn't I just look at you and package. think you're beautiful? No. Why can't I do that? Why do I? Why do you? Then have to keep your mouth you, shut. <laughs> but has it always been like? Has it always been like this? I mean, wasn't Miss America at one point? They just paraded around, and we yes. all thought that. And then at some point, someone said. They have to do something. They have to be talented or something. Well, I can't understand. They had to raise the bar yeah, but every year. Do you know why that is, though? Does anyone check? Yeah, because if you, if you have Andrew. a beer with the girl at the corner of the bar and then she starts right. talking gibberish, it's, she's not hot anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? But everything evolves. I hope. So I think right? that's what Bree's saying, that, you know, they right now you have to have beauty and brains. You can't just have one mm. or the other. And I think that's with, with everybody. You know, you can't just be good looking and then have nothing to say. You know? That sucks, though, doesn't it? I mean, it used to be, <laughs> it used used to to be, be enough. Why, why do you have to have everything? Why wouldn't it be enough just to be born beautiful? I mean, isn't that isn't that enough? No, that would no. be very sad, actually. What what if, if, yeah, that's boring. I think that would be very sad. You lower your standards after a few drinks. So what if we gave the judges, like, five shots of Jameson before, <laughs> you know, that would be fun. Do you know that Bree's never had a drink in her life? Is that right? That's true. Damn. It's in her bio, which she said. Wow. She said, I've never had a drink or dr- never tried pot. No. 
Well, have I've got a nice. Uh, what? No. You've never dr- had a drink. Well, I've had a drink. I don't drink at all, but I've never tried any type of drugs. Okay, today's the day. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we've brought along some weed. <laughs> yeah. well, I want Chet to be my new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you. Hang out every other day. You grew up, you grew up in Louisiana. You grew up in North. And where did you say? North? Southwest Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana, Louisiana, New Iberia. New Iberia, mm-hmm. and there must be, everybody must have been smoking weed out there. That's all well, they got to know, do. That's right? a pretty general statement. I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe not your grandmother, <laughs> but you know, everybody else, mostly. And how, how, did you not, how did you decide not to do that? Um, I guess because my dad, growing up, would drink beer like every night. And he would drink beer like drinking water. And my brothers kind of drink a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up, I didn't really want to follow in that. And I Are really you the youngest? To, I am the youngest. So I didn't really want to follow in that. And after my dad you know, passed away, I probably related that to he passed away because of you know, all of the drinking. So I never really never became a thing for me, you right. know, and I'm proud to say I don't, I don't, I don't drink, but I can still have a good time when people say, you know, God, you're drunk. What are you drinking? You know that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I get that I, too. You get that it's too? like, no, that's yeah, my personality. That's, that's exactly. That's the best high, you know, so I don't, you know. Well, you can't judge because you haven't been high other ways. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but the way you're looking at me, you have, you know, <laughs> you can <laughs> share that. Music business. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Brie, you, well, you grew up in restaurants and you never tried a beer or never, a glass never. of wine even. Never. Like, from a very, very young age, on, I always wanted to purpose? be a role model. On purpose. A role model for whom, though? For young girls. That, you you know, you don't have to be the town slut. You don't have to drink and follow the rules of life. You can you don't have to be, be the town slut. Is that, <laughs> there's either two choices. Either you don't drink with the town slut. Do you have to be a teetotaler to be a role model? <laughs> teetotaler? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, that means you don't drink. Right. Oh. Not necessarily, but I think... It takes a lot of restraint not to. Oh. And it's not like it's a higher power. I don't believe in it. I just yeah. don't. Right. I agree. And I wanted to be a role model saying you don't have to. You don't have to follow um, society norms. Who's the town slut? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can give you names. <laughs> okay. Plural. Jack, what about one more song before we get out of here? Okay, certainly. What are you thinking of? What style are we into? Uh, I don't know. Something folkish, maybe. He okay. wrote this when he was five. Yes. <laughs> in the womb. In the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Put the ukulele down and we're picking up a, a beautiful looking guitar. Uh, this is the same ugly guitar I bring to every. every That's a nice looking hour. guitar, right, Andy? Nice. Yeah. yeah, it looks nice to me. So it would win the beauty competition of guitars. Would. So are you a, mus- are you a musician as well? No, no, no. I don't no. do anything. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is ask you occasional questions. I'll give you a sad song. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. that feels right. Bring us, down. <laughs> bring us We're down. We're too high. It's happy now. <laughs> Life. Unless you want a happy song. I'm nope. Not you nope. Whatever you want to play. <laughs> this one's called You Never Say My Name Right. <laughs> so long as we're being honest, I only wanted a three-night tryst. And it's easy when we kiss to feel you resist when we both know there's really nothing left here to miss Wasn't it you who said You can try so hard But you'll never be better than this Lady, who am I to argue When you choose your words so obvious Yes, you do Your poverty's addictive And you spend your time so wastefully and the tears I hear Yes, I believe they're sincere When you drop them so uncontrollably Yet the time that you defend As your only friend Is 
so your only enemy But you cry so good it'd be a shame not to waste it on me Yes it would On the night that we met I can still remember the comfort of my loneliness And nothing's really changed I've still got all the same I had before Only less Your hunger drew me in But it's your hatred That made me stay Is this your poison on my lips Or just some lingering taste Of a forgotten yesterday Now words Unimportant, it's how they're spoken well That's what you told me anyway And I've got nothing but respect For all the ugly things you say Yes, I do Yes, and it's half lies I've given you For which they are, I'm not too sure anymore I spoke them with such honesty though And I know it's only the presentations you adore Sometimes I wonder what I'm still even here for But I got nowhere else to be And at least with you I'm not ignored Yes I am Please don't tell me no, there's no truth in anything I might have said I only tried to pass by But your gate was wide open Besides, you looked so easily led When I woke yesterday evening I remembered what I'd always known was never my bed, no, and you even said so, but then you thought that you were alone. Somehow it never mattered whose windows were shattered from whoever cast the first stone. But how could I bring you down when you do it so well on your own? Yes, you do. So long as we're being honest. I never really liked that song It's words are meaningless Which reminds me what I meant to tell you all along It wasn't you that I wanted I just never realized I was here that long But I got nowhere else to be And so I'll stay even knowing it Wrong. Yes, I will. <laughs> Jack Clark. Okay, what is that called, that song, for goodness sakes? What's that? What do you call that song? Uh, you never Most, say my name right. You never say my name right. Yes, that's the name of it. Is that about someone or about equally uh, no, low no, self-esteem uh, as you? Or it's, it's actually a, a song about um, 
my music career. I wrote it a couple of years ago when mm. I was kind of getting sick of everything about it. And so I like to write my, if it's a song that sounds like it's about a girl, uh, it's probably about my music career. Oh, really? Because <laughs> she's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. It doesn't really have a chorus, which makes it great. Right. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. <laughs> I love that. Very good. Is that on something? Can we buy that? Yeah, that's on. Um, Gosh, what did I put that on? 365 Eulogies, which is a album I put out last year. It's just okay. a seven-track EP. We have a link to all your stuff on our website. Oh, fantastic. So <laughs> Thanks. If you listen to this, you can click on Jack Locke's name. It'll take you to that strange site called Warlord or some strange... Uh, just just go to jacklock.com, jack.warlord.com. But Jack Locke is... Okay, name, Jack Locke is spelled J-A-K... Right. L-O-C-K-E in case right. you're Yeah, just go that. to jacklock.com It'll get you there Okay, and Chet Where can we find stuff about you? We'll have a link to your stuff On our site as well But in case people are listening And they're on their iPod or something It's chetporshowdesign.com And it's P-O-R-C-I-A-U No, it's P-O-U-R-C-I-A-U P-O-U-R-C-I-A-U Yeah, it's a hard last name Yes, sir And your store is on Magazine Street It is, 3652 Magazine Which is Magazine and what? Amelia. Amelia. Right across the side. It's got your giant photo. Uh, you can't miss it, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm shy. <laughs> Very nice. And Bree, we can find you, My Red Solara. My Red Solara on YouTube. On YouTube. You guys, thank you so much. And of course, Andrew's stuff, Andrew Duhon, yeah, as you real. can find his stuff uh, <laughs> on our site all the time. It's been great having you, my guests, on uh, Happy Hour today. Have been Bree Library and Chet Show, Jack Locke, and of course, my sidekick. Andrew Duhon, our show is produced by the fabulous Graham DuPonte, Melinda Hall is Trish Kaufman, and Anoush Karun, our associate producer and technical director, is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director and our web designer, and linked to the real world is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Mitch Foreman wrote and is playing our theme song right now. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products, including Studio One music production software. Studio Live Digital Mixing Consoles, Era Studio Monitors, and much more. You can visit presonus.com for more info. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour, drop us a line. Our website is itsneworleans.com, and you can find our address on there as well, where you can also check out lots more happy hours along with our other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Win-win, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wen, Chi Wen, and Kim Vu and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, sign up for our mailing list, and if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, thank you for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us well. Our show is recorded live at the fabulous Casa Borrega, which is a brand new bar, restaurant, and music venue in Central City, New Orleans, on Aretha Castle Haley. Not even open yet, so take a moment to go to Facebook and like Casa Borrega. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com for Andrew Duhon, Mitch Foreman on piano, and everyone around the table here at Happy Hour and back at the INO Broadcasting office. I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. <laughs>